Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with guests and information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. So now, let's move behind the scenes right here at Movie Beat. First, I want to thank all my listeners and readers of the blogs uh, for spreading the word about Rex Sykes Movie Beat to your friends and your industry connections. I want to thank you for all your emails, your phone calls, your feedback, and support. I want to remind you that the official website is rexsikes.com. That is my name. And you can subscribe right there on the welcome page to the website. That way you'll always be updated to changes in the website, upcoming interviews, archived interviews, cast and crew listings, hot news around the country on events, premieres, uh, networking, articles. We've got a new article blog called uh, Our Biz, which is reprints, actually, of articles uh, about our uh, motion picture and television business, the entertainment business that you're going to want to read. A lot of them lately have done uh, have to do with the changing landscape of uh, the, the motion picture business and distribution. So Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you. That's why I connect you up with professionals who are making it happen. These conversations, by the way, are archived at the Interviews blog, and you can go there listen to them 24-7. You go to the Interviews blog, you go to the archives, which is at the bottom of the faceplate. There's like four or five pictures there, usually of upcoming guests. Sometimes it's someone who's just appeared or who's appearing. And you click on any one of the titles of the, uh, of the names you know, there, like today, it's Daniel Noe. He, he's got a picture there with a title. This is Daniel Noe, writer, producer. You click on that. And about a quarter of the way down or halfway down the page, there's a link that says to listen live. Click here. Or to listen archived, you know, click this bolded link. They will always be there. Uh, they are archived over 90 interviews right there on the website. But you can also subscribe to iTunes and get the podcast. Rex Sykes Movie Beat is available as a podcast. And then each time a show uh, happens after the fact, you can you know download it to your iPod or your computer or your phone. Uh, you won't be able to listen live. The advantage of listening live, of course, is that the chat room is open, and it is open right now, and there are guests in the chat room, so if you'd like to join us, please do so. Uh, keep in mind that you can always help us by retweeting about my guests. That helps promote them, helps promote the fact that they're on the air, sharing their expertise and their information with you and others so that you can more effectively and efficiently make your projects, get them done, and get them distributed. That's the goal of these conversations, so that you learn what to do and what not to do. So please share it. Retweet it. Post it on your Facebook walls. Post it at MySpace. Share it far and wide. Email your friends, your connections. Um, and, and spread the word about Movie Beat. You can join the uh, Rex Sykes Movie Beat fan page at Facebook or the Rex Sykes Movie Beat group at Facebook. That's another way of staying in touch and another way of spreading the word, and I sure appreciate it when you do that. Contact us through the website if you hear of events coming up before I do. If you're a guest or you want to have a specific guest on, you can email us about that. If you are uh, a professional in the industry, 
and you have something to offer and you want to connect and, and we don't know about you, haven't contacted you, you can contact us. And of course, for uh, the screeners and the books and the products that people in the in the ebooks and things that people are sending, use the website, use the contact page to get a hold of me that way. That is the easiest and the fastest way to to get to get directly to me. Um, let's see here. Today, uh, our guest is Daniel Noe, as I mentioned, but upcoming will be uh, Peter Tolan, series creator of Rescue Me. He's coming back. Uh, the very next interview, it will be part three with Peter. Bob Hercules follows him. With, he's a documentary producer and director. Sam Oster has been on the show before. will be coming back. He follows. He's a writer, director, a cameraman. He's coming back to talk about making movies. Gregor Collins, actor, producer. Juliet Landau is, is uh, an actor. You probably know her best as Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, she's making her directorial debut uh, in having worked with uh, actor director Gary Oldman. So uh, she's going to be talking about the movie that she made with Gary Oldman uh, recently. And then Danielle Eskenazi is a commercial casting director. She's going to talk about what it takes to get into commercials. Uh, so those are just some of the people coming up before the end of the month uh, that you're going to want to listen to. But I want to turn my attention now to my guest, and that is Mr. Daniel Noe. He uh, has been involved in the movie business in numerous ways uh, behind the scenes. He has worked uh, in a variety of fashions, and uh, he's also a screenwriter, and I'll get to that in just a second. I had a window go down here, so that's kind of tough. Uh, he started his writing in 1990 under the trained hand of Esther Glasner, who worked for CBS Studios, uh, and he, uh, who worked there specifically, I guess, with uh, writers who had writer's block. And, she, and he said that since... Uh, I'm not sure what it means. He's followed the wisdom of Lou Hunter uh, from UCLA's, oh, I see, prestigious screenwriting uh, graduate class that uh, he took. He's worked in the film industry spending, I'm sorry, Daniel. Uh, he's worked in the film industry spending the majority of his experience within the independent world of film. Uh, he's worked uh, as, as a set designer in construction grip, electrical, uh, rigging, sound boom operator, production management, and AD unit. Uh, he's worked in Los Angeles, Dallas, New Orleans, Atlanta, and uh, he's worked on SAG, ultra-low-budget movies, and, and, uh, and the like as, uh, in, in terms of producing. And uh, he decided to produce one of his own properties. It's called uh, Puzzle Vision. And so uh, he's a first-time producer. He is a screenwriter. And he's pairing up with uh, some very fascinating people. And um, I'm bringing him on right now. Daniel, how are you doing? Hey, good morning, Rex. How are you? I'm doing well. Sorry about... Uh, uh, the massacring <laughs> your introduction. I had windows go no, down, and it was it's quite all right. It's it's okay. Um, I'm just thankful to be on the show. Just really am. Well, we're glad to have you. I, I really am. I, and I've gotten to know you a little bit over the uh, over past months. And and um, and uh, uh, so let, let's let's hear from you though. Who who are you, Daniel? Let's tell the listeners a little bit about yourself first as as we get into this and and um, and share uh, with us. I'm just an everyday guy, you know. Um, I'm, I'm a husband. I'm a father, first and foremost. And um, but I just happen to be. Um, I love filmmaking. Um, that's what I love. I believe that's my calling, you know. And basically, my philosophy is: if you're going to do something, do something you love to do. And and so I'm just an everyday guy who's just doing what he loves to do, basically. And that's what it boils down to. So. And uh, but and, and it's in the bio. I mentioned that you worked uh, 
for a number of years uh, working below the line in various crafts oh, in yeah. the movie business. Oh, Can yeah. you tell us a little oh, bit yeah. about um, yeah. that? Kind of breaking up a little bit there, Daniel. Am I breaking up a little bit on you? A, a little bit, yeah. Okay. But go ahead. Um, oh, wow, below the line, the onset experience. Wow, it's electrifying. Um, uh, below the line, working um, set design, set construction, where you take a part in pro- providing that organic aesthetic feel for that picture, you know, and working with the vision of the producers and the director. Um, working as a team effort, you know, and in and, and every department that I worked in, that's what it boiled down to, you know, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and the experiences you take away from it, the memories you have, um, the good times, the bad times, you know, and it's just, it's, it's a brilliant lifestyle, and that's really, to me, what it is. What it amounts to is you have to want to live this lifestyle, you know, and it's not for everybody. I think you can agree with me on that. Uh, of course. Um, but, you know, I've worked uh, 80 unit on some, you know, decent size, low budget pictures um, from uh, Jessica Simpson's uh, Blonde Ambition <coughs> to a Wonderful World with Matthew Broderick. Worked 80 unit there. Um, actually, I worked video assist there. And basically what I did was set up the monitors for Video Village. All right. It was fun, and it was a fun experience. And and you were part of a unit that was on set. You had things to do. You had a certain amount of time to get them done in, and you did your job. You know, it, it's it's you can't say it's a job. You just you know because you're loving it, you're doing it, and you're a part of that creative process as well, because it takes everybody. You know this, everybody, from the PA all the way to the director, to the talent. Everybody is there to accomplish something, you know, a certain amount of pages that day. They're there to get that picture in the can, and it's it's a wonderful thing. And you meet some amazing people, okay? I mean, you know this, everybody that works this business, you, you just you meet some brilliant people along the way, along the journey, and... Depends on what you take away from that experience, you know, is basically kind of how you grow, I think, in this business. And so it's, it's, it's been a remarkable ride so far, very remarkable. I'm loving it. And, and, during, and during at least some of this time, I mean, in the, from about 1990 on, so that's like 20 years you've been writing screenplays as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, got introduced to Esther Glazer through a very good friend of mine, Stafford Sims, who was an entertainment lawyer, um, graduated UCLA, and um, he introduced me to her. And the moment we met, the moment we met, um, she told me I had the gift for writing, and I was considering writing. So I took off writing. And for about uh, four years, she mentored me in writing, basically, um, personally. And then she passed, and I picked up on Lou Hunter and picked up his book, uh, Screenwriting 434. And wanting to take part in that experience of the program, I didn't go to film school. But I got a good part of it through his book. 
and then following him. And mm-hmm. I, I wrote, you know, I wrote according to, you know, I, I, I don't know. I followed one voice, I guess, and that was the voice of Lou Hunter. Um, there are a lot of voices out there about screenwriting and such, um, but I chose not to listen to all those voices. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I think I became... I think that's helped me to find and secure my own writing voice. Okay? And um, mm-hmm. so I wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote. Um, Lou's advice was, you wrote one, that's fine. Put it up, write another one. And he said, write until you feel comfortable where you can present a calling card script. And so I wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote. Nobody's ever seen a thing. My wife watched me all these years, right, right, right. And uh, so finally, in 2006, I decided, um, let's take one of my own and let's try to monetize it. You know, let's try to get some value out of all this investment, out of everything put into this. And so I um, met a wonderful friend of mine, Gigi Ernetta. I met her on a um, SAG ultra, ultra, ultra low budget picture in Dallas. And um, I was actually reading a draft of Puzzle Vision at the time. I was doing some rewrites. And during downtime on this picture, I would go to a little corner, break it out, and to myself, just read it. Well, she was watching. So finally she approached me one day, what are you reading? I said, well, I'm reading a script of mine. She said, can I read it? I said, well, certainly. She took it. And a couple of days later on set, she'd come up. She's like, wow, I love this. And uh, she wanted to be a part of it, okay. And she says, well, I know Kevin Zorbo. And she says, I can, you know, get your script into his hands. He needs to read this, okay. I didn't really think anything of it, okay. <clears throat> My first thought was he would read it, and that would be what it would amount to. And um, lo and behold, about a week and a half later, he calls out of nowhere, and uh tells me he's read the script. I said, great. He says, no, you don't understand, Daniel. I had nine in front of yours that I had to read um, through my agency. He says, but when I opened yours, he says, I couldn't put it down. He says, I read all of it. He says, I want in. He says, I want the role that you're looking at me for. He says, and, and this is what really blew me away. He says, and I want a producer's credit on this. And this is what I'm going to do. Boom, 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 boom. Okay? These are the things I'm going to do for you. Okay. He says, Ann, I want to go into a co-producing relationship. Wow. Okay? That floored me. So I can't refuse. You know, I'm not going to refuse this opportunity. So we jumped in together on Puzzle Vision. Uh He and I have both been pitching it. He and I have both been looking for the funding. And he's attached to this thing. And he... And he doesn't just say it, he shows it um, by his actions. And, and the really amazing thing about this whole Puzzle Vision situation is that everybody that's read it has come back with very positive reviews. So I've got to kind of take that and run with it, wouldn't you think? I, I think so, you do. And, and, and I'll let the listeners know that I have read it, and it is a riveting screenplay. So uh, very well done and, and very intriguing. 
and different. So uh, you know, I, I concur with uh, those who have gone before me and read this. So um, it is a nice, nice, nice job done. Well, and I got to give Kevin thanks. You know, I got to give him thanks for this interview because you know he's the one um, that introduced us. And got yes, um, He's a really wonderful individual. He is a workhorse of an actor, dedicated, okay, dedicated to his craft, and he brings a lot of electricity to the set, a lot of energy, and he's just he's just a wonderful human being, wonderful husband, father, he, you know, he's, he, he is everybody's American, okay? I agree with you. I, I, I do, I, and I also agree with you. And I'll tell you uh, what, about Kevin, he is a great guy. I, I appreciate yeah, him very, very much. Yes. He's just a wonderful guy. And uh, mm-hmm. um, just really down-to-earth, wonderful, hardworking, believes in this package. And it's nice to have somebody of that caliber, that value, okay, attached to this degree mm-hmm. because it just it blew it wide open for us. It really did. And once he became on board, it just started opening things, opening things. But- let me ask you this, Daniel, because you know not everybody, you know, in terms of listeners, has the good fortune to uh, have a winning screenplay that uh, other people read and get excited about and want to jump on board. You know, some people are out there struggling very hard uh, with their screenplays, and maybe maybe that's a sign. Maybe if you are struggling really hard and you can't get people to jump on board and be as excited about it as as they are in your case, maybe that's a sign that it needs to be rewritten or you need to rewrite something else. But Sid well, Delson told me, you know, I. That's another person that's reached out. Uh-huh. Um, Dick, Dick Delson with Dick Delson and Associates, and um, go um, ahead, explain who he is to the listeners so that they know, because otherwise he's just a name. Okay, Dick Delson with Dick Delson Associates was the publicist for movies like Jaws One and Two, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Deer Hunter, Goodwill Hunting, Dances with Wolves. Just to name a few. So he 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 doesn't really know much about this business, I take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, in other words, he's a he is a, he is a powerhouse promoter. Absolutely. He is. He is he's, such, he's such a marvelous person. Absolutely. You know, and let me tell you something. It really is coming from a guy in my position. I didn't go to film school. Didn't go to writing school. Didn't get to take part in you know any screenwriting program. I wrote on my own, basically as a layman. Okay. To have somebody of this man's caliber come forward, put his hand out to you, um, it's an honor. I mean, it, it, it must say something. It's obviously saying something about what I'm doing with this package. Right. Okay? And you just don't take a conversation with this man over on the phone lightly. Mm-hmm. And I've taken everything he said. He's been very, you know, he's been very consultive, very, from his own experience. And he's and he's and he's funny. The stories that he tells me are just hilarious. And um, he likes what he's seeing. Now he's not committed yet. We are basically in talks as far as our status right now. Mm-hmm. I would love to secure him a hundred percent because he would really help this picture. Um, but he said it's all about the story, kiddo. What he calls me, kiddo. And he, tell, and he says, I'm insane. He says, I like you because you're insane. Anybody who wants to get into the, one of the you know, top two most cruel industries to work in, he says, you've got to be crazy. Indeed. He says, but you're, he says you're doing everything the, what you, the way you're supposed to do doing things right now, you're doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. 
Well, that's, that's awesome. Now, I, I want to go back and I want to ask, kind of follow up with a question I was going to pose a moment ago, and that is, you know, you, you, you have these people who are, who are in your corner, whether they're attached or not, but they're in your corner, they've supported you, they're, they're giving you counsel and advice and encouragement, and, they're, and they're, in whatever way, shape, or form, you and they are helping move this project forward. But prior to that, I mean, you, you know, you, you were on a set, you're reading a script, uh, a friend says, hey, I know someone, I can get it to. I mean, that's fantastic, and it's one of those brilliant pieces of luck, too. But what did you do? What was the first thing you do? You said, I'm going to, I want to produce my screenplay. What, what, what are the first steps that you did? Because there are other people out there, and, and maybe they got a hot property, but they're not sure, you know, what to do. Uh, or did it, or did in fact more of it happen after people got attached? I mean, in other words, you, you know, you, but you, you know, you did, well, I'll be honest, it didn't really start not. moving until Kevin got involved. Uh huh. Okay, we got Kevin involved, then we turned around and got Franklin involved, our director. Uh-huh. And um, you know he's a he's he's an upcoming director. Yes, yes he is. He's yes. got two pictures out there in the market. It really didn't really start coming together and start moving with basically the synergy it has right now until Kevin came on board. Boom. Okay. So and, and there he, therein lies the value of having you know someone of, of clout or recognizable. Name value as as someone right. like Kevin, so so yeah, and, and having an attachment like that's great. And my intention was when I started thinking about packaging this thing is, you know, I looked at the back end first. Okay, in other words, I didn't go out and get the director that I wanted. I was a fan of. Okay, I went and I looked at the formula for what sells pictures, and you've got to give distributors certain tools in a picture for them to be able to sell it. Am I correct? And yes, I looked and at I would, it from that standpoint. And what? And I, I looked at it from that standpoint when I started packaging uh-huh. it. Okay. Okay. Franklin came on board. Very great. He did great sales internationally with American Fusion, foreign sales. Okay. His first uh-huh. picture out. He wrote it, directed it, produced it. American Fusion. American Fusion. Great little funny comedy. Hmm. Romantic comedy. And... um. And it's it's a whole, it's a funny little movie, and um, he's on board. He's sold out to it to the package. Um, he comes from UCLA, um, as well as uh, University of California Santa Cruz, and he was a member of the Screenwriting 434 program. So he is also a writer. And so I, I I have that respect for him because he went through that program. Okay, and. Um, and plus, he believes in this package. He believes in the project. He loves the script. And um, everybody involved. Just, You know, it's not lip service because they need the job because these people are working. Right. So it's not a matter of lip service. It's a matter of that they actually believe in the story. They believe in the script. So I wanted to make sure that before I started looking for investors, or even development funders, anybody in that particular area, I wanted to make sure that I provided a good package, front to back. Okay? And you want to, you're never going to get rid of the risk. The risk is always there. It's inherent. But you want to soften the risk. 
Daniel, can I ask you, can I, can I interrupt you a second? Did you, uh, did you sure. step outside? Yes, I did. Is the wind blowing? Yeah, the wind is blowing into your microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I hate to make you go back indoors, but uh, we won't have the wind. You won't have the rustle. That's right. And I do want to ask you, I mean, you were talking about providing uh, distributors with tools that you know, the back-end side that you wanted to make sure were in your screenplay and in your project, and I want to ask you to, uh, to as, as best you can, you know, uh, tell us what those are, uh, without giving any of your script away, of course. But Oh, no, 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 no. Well, you, you know, director has to be marketable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, talent has to be marketable. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a big. I mean, that that really. I mean, if for other, for for listeners to know. I mean, we we have scores of interviews out there with producers and directors, and and some of the things that come up many many times is you know a, a no name cast is not going to sell, especially in Europe. You got to have something to put on your DVD box or something people to put on the poster that people are going to see. A director can you know a name director may be very useful in terms of you know raising money or or getting a film released. I mean a lot of things are changing these days, but and there are no name casts that break through and stuff like that. But but yes, I mean you're talking about you know specific ingredients that that um, pretty much have always needed to be there in order for a distributor to even look at it. So All right, continue please. Yes, and so that was my goal was to provide something that. You know, my attitude is I, I want to give them something they can't say no to. Yes. This, this is what I want to do. This, and, and and people have to understand, this is my first screenplay to market, so I'm unproven. Mm-hmm. This is my first picture to market as a producer, so I'm unproven. Mm-hmm. The deck is really stacked against me, you know, but I have to find the weaknesses in that deck, okay? So they don't know me. Well, then you need to get to know me. See what I mean? Absolutely. And, and that's where we're at right now is people need to know. I hear it all the time, Daniel. People need to know you're alive. Okay? They need to know you're there. And so that's really what it's about as well. You know, providing that tool for them, hey, Make it a calling card, not just a calling card script, but make it a calling card production, the best that I can with what I'm working with, okay? And another great thing about this package is that we've packaged it with the people we have with no money, okay? We've not given any committal money, but these people have committed. And that blows a lot of people's minds. You know, especially distributors. What? You know, I had one distributor, he, he couldn't get his head wrapped around. How in the world? Well, you got to read the script. It's all about the story. It's all I can tell you. It's, it's, it's about the story. These people like this story. And that's, what, that's what's carrying this thing. And once they read it, it's like, wow. You know, they, they thoroughly enjoy it. You know, not a lot of people have have read the current revision that you have. Uh huh. We've added two more pages. You know that changes everything. You know, when, mm-hmm. with your package, they out of days, your budget, all nine yards. So, you know, um, but it's a growing organic thing. 
Once it starts, well, I, it stop. Yeah, I, I appreciate you, what you just said about you know you revised your script, you've added a couple pages, and it, it does change everything. You know your budget is revised, your day out of days is revised, everything because of because of the two pages. Um, you know those are good, you know solid bits of information for listeners who may not know, and and many of the listeners obviously do know, but you know. The project is in flux almost continually throughout, you know, in terms of what happens and what doesn't happen. Um, so, uh, it's, again, an excellent point. I appreciate you bringing that up. Screening process, okay, even during the screening process, you know, depending on the, the response of that screening audience, they may go in and make some more changes. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, until it gets into the hands of the distributor, it's pretty much going to change. It's going to, you know, it, there's going to be some change. And, you know, and, and my advice to young writers is this. Don't try Could to sell the idea that your script is okay. going to be as it is status quo. Daniel, start over, please. You, you were breaking up there for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Um my, my advice to young writers with their first script is, you know, yeah. expect changes. Okay, expect to grow with these changes. You know, it's and it's just the way the business is. It's the nature of the business. It's always, like you said, in flux, always moving, fluid, always changing. And we have to be able to go with that ebb and flow. So um, when it comes to writing especially, you know, especially when it comes to writing. So, but, you know, you know we've added two more pages. Um, it's made it better, I believe. And um, we're actually now shooting for um, some sort of theatrical. Now, I understand it's my first picture. It's my first script. So I can't really come into this anticipating like a home run. You know, we all want to think that we've got the next best thing since sliced bread, but I can't anticipate that um, because of me. So the best thing I can anticipate is for, you know, a good break-even, okay, a little more. But that opens the door for other things. You see what I'm saying? Sure. I'm going to have to make some sacrifices here, okay? You can't take everything at once, and I'm going to have to give a lot of this away. But I'm willing to do that so that it can set me up for the next one, the next, next project a whole lot easier to get going, you know. Absolutely. Daniel, I got to take a little bit of a break here and uh, and then we'll be right back. I'm enjoying this and uh and I just have to tell the listeners that you're listening to Rex Ike's Movie Beat. The official website is r e x s i k e s .com. Be sure to contact me uh through the website. Use the contact page, the information there to send your screeners, your product, your books, your guest suggestions, your questions for upcoming guests. If you're scrolling through and you see a guest, you go, oh, wow, I want to ask this person a question. Either get in the chat room when we're live and ask your question then. We'll try and answer it as well. Or send it in advance through an email by putting the name of the guest in the subject header and uh, your question in the body. And then we will uh, uh, attempt to get all of your questions answered the best we can when we're live on the air. So, uh, uh, if, and again, if you hear about uh, an event or a casting or something along those lines that's coming up, please uh, send it to me. I'll investigate it, try and get it up on the website in a timely fashion. I get a lot of things 
the day of the event or the day before the event, and that's not enough time for me to get it up there. Send it out. Send your PR release. I get hundreds of PR releases, but send them, you know, a couple of weeks or days in advance, so I, you know, have the opportunity to to make revisions to the to the website and the blogs. Um, Daniel, I, before we before we continue with some of the questions I have, I have someone here in the chat room who said, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to ask this question. They, they ask if you would ever let Jim Crutcher. You know who Jim Crutcher is? That's my uncle. It must be my <laughs> cousin Paul. Uh, must be. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go further. He wants to know if he'd let you could play the part of a farting troll. Oh, uh, that's hilarious, Paul. Okay. <laughs> Tell him, yeah, my uncle, any day, yes. Okay, all right, all right. See, I thought that was somebody who knew you, and uh, and he says you are a wealth of talent and you're on your way, and that, uh, he, you know, rock and roll, Danny. Um, hey, Dan, uh, you know, one of the reasons why you're on the show is, I mean, we've got to know each other. We've talked at length numerous times, you know, during the course of a few months. And one of the reasons was, was because this was your first picture and because it was your first screenplay. It was because... You know that you, out of the gate, you you wrote something that had value. It had value to numerous people around you. They wanted in on it. They jumped on it, and you're working with them. And I wanted to bring you on, so that you could share that experience with the listeners to say, you know what, I am I am new to this this aspect of it, but I'm making my way. And here is how I'm making my way. And here are the kinds of things that are happening. And uh, and so I appreciate that. You know, I mean, in other words. Um, you know, sometimes we have people who are well entrenched. They're professionals. They've been around forever, and they speak from, you know, one side of the platform kind of thing. And and in having you here, you can address, you know, to and speak to those people who are, you know, in a similar boat or not even in that boat yet. You know, and 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 encourage them. Hey, hang in there and uh, and make your way. And and here's what I did, and here's how I'm doing it. And 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 you're realistic. The other thing is, is you're realistic about it. You know. You know your uh, your talents, which is great, and you know your limitations, which is a great thing, and um, and now it's just a matter of, of of putting all those assets together and appealing to the right people and getting your project made and done, and uh, you know, and certainly I and I'm sure the listeners wish you the best as well, but um, but you know, I I definitely wanted to have you on so that you could you could speak from your experience of of pulling this together. I mean, you're you know, you're new and you're packaging something, and that's exciting. Yeah, scary too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, have to, I, I sometimes I have to wonder, am I crazy? What was I thinking? But it really comes down to believing in yourself. Okay, if you're going to sell anything, you got to believe in what you're selling, but you also have to believe in your ability to get it done. And I think I chose the wise decision and waited all these years. Before I started to decide to jump out and do something, which is very big. This is a big under- undertaking, no matter the size of the budget. Okay, it's a big milestone. It's a big beat, if you you know, if you would. And, but I think I am galvanized in my thinking. I think I am mature in handling this. Um, to make sure that it happens and that we follow through and make it happen. And I would hazard a guess for anybody to jump out there and just, okay, I'm being a filmmaker, producer, blah, blah, blah. It takes a lot more than just that. You see what I'm saying? 
Sure. I don't know. It has to be in you. It has to be in your blood. You know, you got to have the backbone for this, I believe. And well, let I, me go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to ask you, I would go, go back to some of the deliverables you were talking about, you know, the back end for the distributors, and you and, and had mentioned, you know, the director and, and you know, star, the Correct. cast, you know. If there yeah. were other elements that you were including, you know, you have a good story, you got the cast, you know, you got the director. If there were other things that you wanted to include, and then my second question, and I'll just give them both to you at the same time, you know, the first one, the second one is, is how are you and Frank and and Kevin you know, communicating by phone or email and working on this and, and you know, what is that process entail? You've, you've, apparently you've budgeted this and, you know, you said you're setting your day-to-days and how things change. So could you give us a little insight into uh, how you guys are working together to, to, to manifest this? Okay. First thing, Frank, okay, being the director. Um, who I hope to have on the show sometime soon as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I, really, I, I, I really need to get you guys hooked up. He is a wonderful guy. Hardworking, hardworking. I mean, very determined individual. Right. Okay, to be a director, to be a solid director. Um, right. Very we chatted briefly. We, we have chatted briefly, but, uh, you know, we definitely need to, uh, yeah, to you need uh, bring him on. I mean, he's just. Yeah, I would love to have him on. Got a lot to share, you know. There's yeah. a lot to share. And, um. Uh, it's amazing with Frank. Uh, we immediately were seeing the same color palettes. Okay? We were immediately seeing the same camera angles. And we hadn't met yet. We were just speaking on the phone at this point. So there was this almost immediate charisma between the two of us. Okay? And what he saw and I saw, the similarities, okay, the parallels. And, I, and, and we both knew that this was going to be easier on the both of us, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Frank and Kevin and all the talent, um, the cool thing about it is is all the talent, that would be Kevin Zorbo, Laura McRaley, Gigi Arnetta, and Alex Manessis, they have all worked together at some point. So they all know each other, and, and they all do know each other. And I think that that's going to help as far as cinematic quality and capturing that scene when we're working, okay? Mm-hmm. And because if you've read the script, you know what's in it, okay? You know what it's going to call of, of each actor, you know, what's going to be required of them. And they all admit that they're all going to have to work on this one to deliver. They're really, it's going to make them work. And so I really believe with Frank, the director, with this talent, who've worked together, have that charisma, that chemistry already, I think it's going to help us really pick up some solid cinematic moments. I really think so. And plus, with Frank's idea of of camera angles, lenses, mm-hmm. and and the work of his DP Jason Inouye, he's also attached. That um, was that was actually my very next question was you you have a DP attached and his name is Jason Inouye. Jason Inouye. Um, yes, he's. Frank's partner, they work together consistently all the time, and uh, Jason knows the red, we're shooting red, and um, you know, we, and there's a lot of things to consider, so you can't cover it in an hour's time either, if you want to go line by line, and, and what needs to be considered, and but Frank has spoken with Kevin, um, they get along great, we email amongst each other, um, we haven't actually all collectively met, 
together as a whole yet. So, mm-hmm. but it's cool the charisma, the charisma that we all have with one another. You know, you know the the, the relationship is building already. It's I think it's going to help carry forward into creating, you know, a good picture, and then putting a solid picture together in post. So, I'm I'm. I'm comfortable with where we're at right now. Very awesome. Let me. I, I've got another question in the uh, in the chat room for you uh, regarding Kevin, actually, and I, and I wanted to ask it. Sometimes it's it's a, uh, you know, I don't know you know how you're, you you should answer something like this, but it's um, uh, does Kevin have any responsibility for finding funding for the project since he's been granted some production rights since he's taken uh, on the role of producer? Uh. It depends on who's the question from, a funding source? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, uh, I would guess that if, if Kevin can get money, he will get money. I mean, you know, in working we'll, just hold it, we'll just hold it with he's a producer attached. He is. I can't. So, you, you, you broke up there. What? Um, he is a producer attached. We'll just hold it at that right now. I won't okay. get involved in the intimacies of the relationship. So. Yes, I mean, yeah, yes, I Okay, no, that's that's fair. I mean, I think that's very fair. Um, what is the anticipated time frame between now and filming? Do you have a, a, a projected start date or sometime you'd like to? Well, that's the cool like? thing about this whole about this whole business is that it, it's you know, it's start and it's stop. Um, we're kind of in a holding pattern now. We're you know we've changed locations to in the zone, L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dealt with the locations. Um, company already, um, Angela Cashian with Angela's Locations. I'm going to give her a little plug there. Um, sure. Wonderful person, read the script, loves the script. Same. It's the same feedback that we're getting used to. We don't want to get comfortable with it. I certainly don't because anything can happen. But sure. yet another person that you know is championing the picture. And uh, since we added two pages, um, since we're shooting in L.A., we're basically reformatting, reformulating the whole package from budget to business plan. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, boom, we're restarting over again. This is the fourth time, mind you, okay? And if that's – it's not like it's a success and failure. Okay? We're not mm-hmm. creating the light bulb here. It's just that organically – and bottom line, line by line, everything changes when you go from location to location. Oh, absolutely. People to people. So this is absolutely. the fourth time we're actually repackaging this thing. So it, those things, though, are anticipated and pretty much expected. I mean, no package happens overnight. You know, and it takes well, years. Right, and or, I would also also say that it is not uncommon to have something you know change four times or a dozen times between the time or more between the time you know people uh, decide to start the project till the time the project is is actually completed i mean you know so so that, that's not un, not unrealistic nor you know nor unreasonable during production you know sometimes during production production moves forced to move yeah. forced mature you know so you know things happen these things right and, and you have to really be able to deal with it you know, in real time as it's happening. Because as things happen, time keeps going. Clock keeps running. 
And so you have to be able to, you know, you have to, I don't know, it has to be in you. You have to be that type of person that you can deal with these, you know, rapid flux of changes that come daily, weekly. And you have to be able to answer to them. And, you know, we're doing very fine with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. We've got literally about 13 minutes left. I want to take another question from the chat room. It says that you mentioned never going to film school. The questioner asks, if you had to do it all over again, how would you change things, if at all? Um, I don't know. It's that's really a tough question now at this point. Um, in the end of it, I don't think it really matters. Because that's the past, I, you know, I have to look at now and work towards beyond that horizon. Uh-huh. But no, I wouldn't know. The onset experience, the working below the line, you know, hands-on OJT experience um, is the real thing. You know, you get out of film school, everything changes. You know, you're gonna you're gonna forget. You you you're just not gonna use half of what you learned anyway. You know, and ten years from now, you're gonna be basically working off of your experiences. You know, and so, it. I guess I took a shortcut. I don't know, but I certainly didn't learn everything you would learn in a film school setting. I can't say don't go. You know, you do what you want to do to follow your dream, but. I know what worked for me, and it's, you know, it was a hard road. You know, it, it, you definitely paid your dues. You know, you sacrificed a lot of different things. But all in all, if you stick with it and you're persistent and you believe in it, it'll pay off. It will come back to you. And Let me um, ask you this. Um, here's my question to you. What, what's the hardest part about uh you know, working as an independent and producing your own work? Um, the hardest I mean, let's go with, I'm sure yeah, Honestly, we, we kind of get I, the plus, we get the plus side. You know, there are great people right. attached. You're getting kudos. What's the tough side? What's the downside? What's the hard hard part of it? Oh, I would, in my point of view, from where I, where I want to go would be um, – Gaining credibility, okay, um, within the zone, uh, right, within the studio zone. That's the hard part for independence, you know, is gaining that credibility, gaining that, you know, that validation, that mark of approval. Um, a lot have done it. Yeah, they have, you know. What? But I said a lot have done it. A lot of independent mavericks have okay. done it, you know, and... You know, but getting into that zone and working fluidly within that zone, but not being in it, if you know what I mean. Not that I, not that I don't want to live there, where I'm living is just fine. But I want to be able to work within that zone and work fluidly and progress. Um, that's that's my goal. That's my personal goal. You see what I'm saying? Uh, sure. um, all of our goals are different. And they come from different perspectives, but you know that's the hard part. You well, know, you, you know, being you, taken you, seriously. 
<laughs> well, let me, let, let, me, let me offer this. I mean, you've written a screenplay that people are looking at and they're excited about whoever reads it. You've got names attached to your project, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, as well as the, the potential of somebody who's consulting, who's done a lot for major motion pictures, uh, you know, uh, previously. So, so, you know, you have generated some excitement. And then, of course, you know, as, as the old Hollywood adage goes, you're only as good as your last picture. So that's it. You know, the bottom... The bottom line is you you, you got to get your movie made, and that'll give you some credibility. That'll give you that extra credibility, you know, of being a producer along with being a writer. And if the if the film is a success, that would give you even more credibility. If the film is not a success, well, you've made your project. It doesn't doesn't mean anything other than you know a lot of people's first projects don't go exceedingly well. So so, but the point is you 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 are gaining some credibility. But but on a day to day level, I mean, you're producing your own project. Is there is there some you know there've got to be hours in the day when it's <laughs> you're doing things either for your project or not um is there anything about the whole producing thing that that um you oh, don't like or that that uh, you'd rather be different or you you'd want to delegate it or or something along those lines what um well it takes a myriad of players you know it takes a team effort it takes a lot of people and and a lot, uh-huh. of, lot of functions and roles you know, like line producers, UPMs. You know, we are on the hunt for an LA-based line producer UPM right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's a, like the first AD, the AD unit that'll be covered. Okay, mm-hmm. once we get off the ground, boom. You know, we know we can get our gear. Okay, everything we need through Panavision. Okay, that's going to be set up. So you know, on a day-to-day basis, you know, right now where we're at right now, who we're looking for now, credibly, would be a line producer UPM. So uh-huh. that's where we're at right now. In the meantime, I keep writing. You know, I keep taking the properties such as Raising Coal that Kevin and I are trying to get developed right now as well. It's another project. This is uh-huh. another project, yes, sir. And um, um, so I keep working on that as well. You keep Not stoking the fires, and you keep working every iron. You put a lot well, of that, iron. That, got a lot of irons. Well, that, that, that leads me to a question. In the, in the, in the, you actually answered it, but I'm going to ask it. It says, does being so close to success with Puzzle Zone and trying to make it happen occupy most of your time, or can you still work on, on other filmmaking endeavors? And you did mention that you, know, you are continuing to write. Yeah. Um, are you also able to do... Uh, other films, you know, or film work, if if it came your way, where you are. Yeah, um, just as of recently, was it 2007? I think we did. I was on Wonderful World, so. But as of lately, um, we've been focusing heavily on launching Puzzle Vision, as well as building, um, developing other properties in the library, um, such as Raising Coal, which is the next one that we're actually gearing up to get developed. Um, so it's a full job. You know, it's you're always networking, you're always writing, you're always working. And it's a lot of work. It's not easy. So uh, very, very cool. Absolutely cool. Um 
What do you see happening? I mean, again, going back to the question about your time frame, I mean, obviously it's contingent on, on when financing is secured and, and when you decide to start, whether you get fully financed before you start or whether you start with a portion of it. But the but the question is, is do you have a, a projection t- a date or time? I mean, are you looking at, you know, summertime, fall, 2011, you know? Uh, well, hopefully the fall of this year. It will oh, that would be great. All this year, that would be grand, be wonderful, you know. On the you know long end, you know, 2011, you know, and uh-huh. um, you know, and we, you know, we can't set concrete dates. Of course, we can't. We can set projected dates, goals, as you would, sure, to achieve by, you know, um, and we have to be realistic about it as well, you know. Um, keep telling people, not built in a day, man. You know, well, when are you going to get your movie shot, you know? Oh, you know, and I get questions, well, you know, when are you going to get your money? I'm like, okay, you got the money? You know, it's not easy Well, that's work. good, though, but, you know, you know, the flip side to that, the flip side to that, Daniel, is, is that that's good because that, that keeps the pressure on from external sources that could be a thorn in the side, you know? They go, when, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And, and you're going, hey, man, I'm trying to make it happen. I'm trying to make it happen. But it is that kind of... You know, it's it's and it's it's not it's it's not a speed race. You know, right. it's definitely you know builds grinding process, and you know you, you, we have to be patient, but yet we have to be persistent. You know, right. and but we have to have a boatload of patience. Better have a lot of patience. Well, yeah, go ahead. And you don't push it. You know, uh-huh. you can't push anything. All you're gonna do is wear yourself out. And it ends up going there. So you you, you you want to pull it along, and we know pull things. There's easy times and there's hard times, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Daniel, you make an awful lot of sense. We've got about three minutes, maybe four minutes at the outside left. I want to make a mention that someone in the chat room says, "Please let Dan know that Zach wishes him the best of luck and believes in him." And so uh, that's uh, Zach is a high school. Zach, is, Zach and I went to the same high school. So. Oh, well, you've got a friend in the chat room who's listening in and wishes you the very best, so that's awesome. Um, let, me, let me say uh, in the three or four minutes that we've got back, you know, you've said some really important things in that, in that what you're trying to do is you're trying to establish your credibility and your track record as a writer and a producer. You've attached with people who have recognizable name value and add value to your project. Uh, people are enthused because you have said, you know, story is first and foremost. And so when it comes to offering a distributor uh, and whether or not that distribution process happens in the way that, that it has traditionally or whether it's some form of hybrid distribution or whether it's a theatrical lease or not at that, all that kind of stuff, you're providing them with what they would need in order to make the project successful. So it sounds like you're getting all your ducks in the row. You're doing what you need to do in order to make it as best of a success you you made the comment to me, you know, which is one that we make on Movie Beat frequently, and it's not who you know, but who knows you, and so you're, you know, you're out there, you're becoming more and more visible with your project, and um, and you just said something really important, you know, the idea, uh, my way of saying it is, you can't push a rope. In other words, if things take their time, you you keep plugging, you try and pull it along, you encourage it. Rome, I believe you said, again off air, but Rome wasn't built in a day. So in the three minutes that we have. Um, what keeps you going on, and what advice do you have for the listeners? And then, actually, we don't even have three minutes. We've got about two minutes, so I apologize for saying that. 
No, no, that's okay. Um, passion. Number one, passion. And the formula is 10% inspiration, 90% perspiration. Work hard. Work hard at what you're passionate about. And believe in yourself. And don't take no for an answer. You know, and you have to be, you know, not cocky but confident, you know. And basically that's what, how it really works out. You know, you have to really believe in yourself and your passion. And then you have to follow through with it, you know. Um, we hear the term, I wish, I wish, I wish. Well, there's no follow-through with I wish, you know. And my wife says, do the verb, okay. It's all about doing. And so if we we're passionate about something, just do it. And that's what I did with this. And um, I, I've got to be careful that I make sure that I present the best package possible, the best script possible that I can Potentially write that I can be, you know, that I can write as a human being, and th that's my passion. And my wife and my family, you know, they're my driving force. My wife believes in me, and it's a very wonderful thing to have a spouse that believes in you, um, because there's your underpinning, undergirding for support. Okay, mm -hmm. that will help help keep you strong. Believe me. Well, I think when you and I first met, you said, and, and when I asked you to present a bio, and when you got on the air, the first thing you said is, you know, I'm a family man, you know, I mean, in other words, you know, I'm a guy, and I'm a family, and, and the relationships are important, and, and uh, you know, that's good, because that's, that demonstrates, you know, uh, the kind of person you are, and the, and what's important, and that, you know, you're a family man with projects that you're trying to, trying to accomplish, and hopefully more people would understand you know, preserve relationships and and live with love and 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 get your movies done as opposed to destroying relationships and getting projects made. So, right. Daniel, we're really out of time. So I just want to say thank you so much, and uh, you know we'll have you back on the show again another time. We'll talk more about uh, uh, the movie and and how it's coming along. Uh, but I do thank you so much for your input and uh, we wish you all the best of success. We're going to be talking real shortly, but. But thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Rex. I really appreciate it. Really, I do. It was really an awesome opportunity. Awesome. Well, more power to you. Get that movie made, and uh, and we'll be talking. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Mr. Daniel Noe, and uh, working with some incredible people to get this movie made, and and uh, I think that's thrilling. And we're going to watch for it. And uh, and uh, and uh, I wish him the best. And all of you, keep in mind that I've got lots of fabulous guests coming up. Peter Tolan is coming up next. Bob Hercules, the director after him. Uh, you're going to want to tune in and, uh, and listen to what they have to say about getting your projects made and making your movies. I got some good news while we were on the show. I got the first draft of a project that I've been asked to direct. They just sent it to me finally after, after much uh, stuff, so I get to take a look at that when we get off the air and, and, uh, and take a read. So... Uh, that's good news for me, and I'm sharing with you. Uh, meanwhile, thank you, all of my readers and all of my listeners, uh, for being here on Movie Beat. Uh, continue to promote us. Uh, tweet about my guests. Tweet about the interviews after they happen. Facebook it. Put it on your walls. Put it in your MySpace pages. You know, post it as bulletins. Email it to your friends so that everybody has an opportunity to tune in and listen and learn from my guests because they are absolutely incredible resources 
And, uh, and that's why we do this, is so that you can connect up with people who are making it happen. Remember, you can join uh, Rex Sykes Movie Week Facebook group and the fan page, and everybody have a fabulous day. All right, Make your movies, complete your projects. Until we meet the next time, that's a wrap. <laughs>